Welcome to the Empowering Midlife Wellness Podcast, where we talk about everything to do with midlife women's wellness and creating the best second half of life. I'm your host, Dr. Susan Hardwick-Smith. I'm a board-certified gynecologist, certified menopause practitioner and hormone replacement specialist, as well as an ICF-certified life and leadership coach and lots of other things. So if you want to check me out and learn about my private practice and other offerings, my website is www www.drsusan.com. That's D-R-S-U-S-A-N.com. It's my commitment to stay neutral by not accepting advertising dollars from sponsors. So all of these episodes are offered freely. And the best way that you can help this podcast is to share it with your friends, leave a positive review, and also keep in mind this is simultaneously posted in video format on YouTube, where you can find me by searching for Dr. Susan Hardwick-Smith. Today on Empowering Midlife Wellness, I'm sharing the journey I took having my body composition and VO2 max test done here in Houston at Composition ID. These are really important pieces of data that can help to see where you are now and also help us to create a plan for you to improve so that you can live a longer, healthier life. Hi friends, and welcome to this week's episode. Today I'm going to share with you an adventure that I had doing a couple of really interesting tests that I highly recommend that many of you might want to do as well. Now we talk about body composition a lot because weight on the scale just really isn't enough information. Obviously it's much more important to know how much muscle we have and how much body fat. And as a long story short, we want high muscle mass and low body fat. But another caveat is we want to know where that body fat is located. So not only is it important to know how much body fat we have, but where it is because subcutaneous fat, meaning the kind that you can see under our skin, is really not harmful to our metabolic health. But visceral fat, that's the stuff that's inside our abdominal cavity. We cannot see it. It's behind our abdominal wall is the part that really is associated with metabolic dysfunction, insulin resistance, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, neurological decline, all the things we always talk about. So it's really cool to be able to measure that accurately. Now we talk a lot about the machine that I have in my office and it's fantastic. It's an in-body machine. It measures some of those things, but not quite as accurately as what's called a DUXA scan. So I highly recommend doing the in-body because it's fairly easy to do. Many doctors have it in their office like we do or many gyms. But to get that extra piece of information about visceral fat, a DUXA scan is going to give you the most in-depth information. So a really interesting test to do. Now many of you might think of DUXA scanning in association with bone density testing because when your gynecologist orders a DEXA scan, when they say, go have a DEXA scan, they're talking about measuring bone density. But it's very interesting because it's actually the same machine. A DEXA scanner can measure bone density and body composition, but depending on the location that you go to get it done, I found this really interesting. Most places don't have the software loaded on their machine to do both of those things. They're only looking for what they're particularly interested in. So if you're a patient who's having standard testing done that's paid for by insurance, for example, this is where it gets really frustrating. A DEXA scan is going to mean they're going to measure your bone density, and that's really important to do. 
but super frustrating. They're not going to measure your body composition, even though that exact machine could give you that data. It's just simply not programmed to spit that out because insurance doesn't cover it, which is really crazy if you think about it because visceral fat contributes to most of the health problems that lead to billions of dollars of cost and illness and death. So, you know, if I ran the world, insurance would cover all of that. The fact is, at the moment, it doesn't. So get your mammogram, get your bone density test, that's called a DEXA, get your colonoscopy, get your pap smear, all of those things. And if you want to get a little more information on your body composition, do a DEXA scan at a place that can measure body composition. So in Houston, we're very lucky. We have Composition ID, which is located on Kirby Drive. That's really close to both of our offices. Wherever you live, if you scan DEXA for body composition, you'll find somewhere that can do this for you. So the information that they're going to give, you'll see in the video that I make, is really pretty extensive. It measures where the fat is, how much is visceral, and that helps to establish your risk for metabolic disease. And it's completely changeable. If you do have too much visceral fat, that's okay. We can help with diet, exercise, all of those things. But I think it's important to know so that you can establish your risk because some people seem to have pretty normal body fat. They might look relatively normal to the eye. We can't see that in there. On the other hand, some people are quite fluffy with a lot of subcutaneous fat and they have very little visceral fat. So establishing your risk of disease really requires knowing how much fat you have inside your belly. So that's cool. And then the VO2 max test is another fantastic test that helps to not only predict longevity, but to help you set goals for training. So it basically measures the amount of oxygen that you can use for energy. So someone who's more athletically fit is gonna have a higher VO2 max Someone who's really struggling is going to have a lower VO2 max, but it can be improved. So knowing where you're starting from, I think is just magical because we've got to start where we are. If you know where you're starting from, then we can improve on that. So part of your training plan might be to do a VO2 max now. Maybe it's not so good. That's great. And then part of your training plan as it progresses, do the VO2 max again in a few months and watch it improve. So these are just pieces of data that can really help health span. We know that VO2 max is one of the things that's associated with longevity as well as having low visceral fat. So those are all things that we can change. So isn't it amazing that you can get data that you can actually act on to change? So I'll be sharing some of my journey and talking to the owner of Composition ID, Melissa Dunnings, here in the next part of this video, sharing some of the data that I got. And then I hope you will consider doing these tests because they're so useful just for establishing risk and then setting up a plan so that you can have the longest health span, be the healthiest version of yourself, and not miss anything, because we can't see these things with our eyes. So really fun. I hope you enjoy the rest of this video. Hi, so I'm here at Composition ID. This is the DEXA scanner that really accurately measures your body composition. Now, as many of you know, we have the in-body machine at my office. I actually did that about an hour ago. I'm gonna compare what the results are from the machine in our office compared to this one, which is no doubt quite a bit more accurate. So let's see how it goes. So most of you are familiar with DEXA scanning for measuring bone density, which is typically what we order and your insurance pays for. This is actually the exact same machine that it spits out data not only about bone density, but also about body composition. So it is very low amounts of radiation. This is an x-ray, but minuscule amounts of radiation. So 
a level of say 100 than what you'd be exposed to with a mammogram for example so incredibly safe we don't have to worry about protecting my thyroid or anything like that so almost consider it to be zero radiation it's just too little to count doesn't hurt at all I might actually take a nap because this takes six minutes so very comfortable so I'm here with Melissa Dunning, owner of Composition ID here in Houston. I just had the DEXA scan for uh, body composition. It also measures bone density. And then I also did the VO2 max test, which arguably is one of the most important metrics to determine longevity. So really interesting, especially if you're someone like me who's pursuing athletic fitness. So thanks, Melissa. I'm Thank She's you. got all these results to go through, so let's see. Thank you so much. So let's go over your DEXA first, and okay. then we'll come back and go over your um, your uh, VO2 max. Awesome. So first and foremost, uh, we're going to say it. You're, you're a doctor, so you'll know these terms. Most people come in, they, they're not very familiar with a lot of the terms. So we have a terminology sheet, a definition sheet. But more importantly, this um, ranges. DEXA ranges differ drastically from other methods of body composition. So the machine, the technology is very simplistic. So as it scans you, it's looking at density and volume. And that's only the only thing it's doing. And that's how we're able to color code it. The red's going to be the fat. Um, because it's going to have a lower density mm -hmm. and the blue is going to be the muscle because it has a higher density and then we have the bone here in in the white or the gray so that's how it's able to differentiate okay. so the table does not weigh you it mathematically calculates it because if we know density and volume we get a mass and that is so interesting because that machine weighed me exactly the same as I had weighed myself on a very accurate scale less than an hour ago. So it's, a, it's yeah, exactly. amazingly accurate. Yeah. That's what I look like on that machine. Yeah. So here we're going to just break down your body. Just break it down from limb to limb, section to section. So BMC, bone mineral content. This is the breakdown of your right arm versus your left arm, as far as bones concerned, all the way down. So your bones in your total body, this is mm -hmm. the total. Lean mass, lean mass is gonna be the blue there. This is the total lean mass. So is this saying that I have 5.3 pounds of bone? Yes. Which is so interesting because you would think the skeleton weighs a lot you more You would think. Than that. So the most bones I've ever seen was a six, seven professional football player massive man his bones weighed 11 pounds amazing so yeah it's yeah, not a lot of weight i have a lot of weight to carry around the bones mm. yeah so uh lean mass um women typically 85 to 90 is going to be about average of course we're dealing with you well above average um in, in bone fat pounds that's going to be the red this is the total fat pounds and then it mathematically takes that and calculates and that's how we get weight. Interesting. So we're made of bone, fat, and other, basically. So lean mass would be muscle and lean mass would be other stuff. Really interesting. Yeah. I kind of ignore this body fat line. This is called your tissue body fat, meaning if we only take into account the tissue, the fat and the lean mass, and eliminate the bone, this be your body fat. So if, if I'm doing a competition or something for people that are doing like an office challenge, apples to apples, uh -huh. we use tissue body fat and I remove see. the bone from the calculation. Uh, that makes sense because some people's bones weigh more than others. Yes, yeah. of course, of course. Yes. So your total body fat is right here. So 21.9% body fat according to this machine total. Mm -hmm. Just saying that you're 21.9% body fat, that tells us very little about your body. 
Um, we want to break the body down into even further uh, um, smaller segments and see how the body fat's distributed. Because mm, so, just to interrupt for a second, this is what we can determine on the office and body machine is simply this number, which actually is exactly the same as the number that I got today on our amazing. machine. However, that 29, the 21.9%, you're going to tell me where it's actually distributed, which yes. is more important um, yeah. because if it's under your skin versus inside where your intestines are, it's totally different as far as risk for health. Completely. Yeah. So when we look at your breakdown, Arms, arms are gonna be shoulder sockets out, you're at 27%. Legs are gonna start right here at the pelvic bone down, you're at 26%. Trunk is gonna be your torso. Um, Android is a subset of your trunk, but that's your- Around the middle. Around the middle, all the way to the back. So that's your leanest region on your body at 16%. So is that what we want? Like if we're looking at one specific number, is that the one that you would, when we're talking about the apple pear shape and yes. diabetes risk and we so on? We want that number to be lower, lower than the gynoid. Okay. Your gynoid, which is gonna be your hip waist butt, is at 23%. So mm. in the future, say you come back six months from now, you've been training or you've implemented a nutrition or diet program, um, we're able not just to see what change we're able to see where it changed mm -hmm. yeah that's really cool yeah so what what i suggest is doing the body composition like an in body that you might have at the gym or in my office that's really useful to do periodically but doing something like this annually will really show where that's changed because what you're suggesting is i could keep my body fat at you know 22 percent plus or minus but i could be shifting it into places that really Definitely. affect my health and Definitely. you wouldn't notice that Definitely. yeah that's a great tool yeah. Here we're going to look at muscle symmetry. So my right arm's a little bit stronger than my left. Well, strength and muscle don't have a direct correlation okay. because you could still have, um, it just has more muscle. And it's because it may not be fully side. developed. Yes. Got, got it, yes. yeah. Um, right leg compared to left leg. That left leg has a little bit more, but still we expect about a half pound. But what I was asking about was more of the trunk. So hmm. here to here. So it's also encompasses the back. So it's really hard to pinpoint when it comes to the trunk, but right to left, we expect this number to be negative 1.5 because the heart's on the left side. Okay. Um, and you can see yours is negative 3.5. Yeah, that's so interesting because I do a lot of cycling and I always have discomfort on my left. I ride in an imbalanced way, so mm -hmm. I've built up more muscle on my left side. So you yeah. see you see it in athletes. Mm -hmm. You see a lot in runners based on their, their gait. Gait, and yeah. Yeah, so cycling uh -huh. definitely can that's have so an impact. Yes, so you've accumulated three more, three and a half more pounds on your left side of your trunk than you have on your left. Yeah, so I really want to try to address that because that will lead to more injuries. Definitely, yeah. definitely. And, it's and it can manifest itself in a weird injury like a knee or an ankle because right. the body's trying to, you know, counterbalance and... Probably it, not it, optimizing my performance either because I'm not, lean, you know, putting not. more weight on one side, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to ignore this total line because the software can tell the, the center of every other portion of the body except the head, and if the head's a little skewed to the left or the right, it will throw that total mm. off. But yeah, that's another piece of data that we don't get from the in-body is, um, you know, we can, we're not measuring symmetry or asymmetry in the trunk, mm -hmm. only in the arms and legs. So okay. that's so useful to me. That yeah, makes a lot of sense. Bone density. So this bone density that we do Although we can do medical grade bone density assessments, this one is not medical grade. This would be more to identify red flags mm -hmm. and 
you know, refer you to your doctor to have a, a proper uh, diagnostic grade bone density test. But when I look at yours, we are, you, we look at the T-score. Um, we, we're only really concerned when it gets to negative 1.5 or below and yours is perfectly at the mean perfectly average. Yeah, and this actually goes along with, I did a more detailed uh, bone density test earlier this year and my T-score was right about the same, so that lines up. Yeah. 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 So the reason we can't use this for diagnostic grade, because the head's included in that, and the head's right. really dense, and uh, which, will, uh, which will throw it off. Of that it. makes sense. Yeah. So this is the same technology that most of um, our patients have done for bone density mm -hmm. testing in detail. It's just different software you were yeah, mentioning that software. you can plug into the same device and it will give you more data. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Got it. And lastly, and I think this is the most important aspect of this, is assessing visceral fat. So mm -hmm. visceral fat is stored in the lower abdominal region. Mm -hmm. It is behind the subcutaneous, it's behind the abdominal wall. So I always come say that you see like guys especially with um abs and a beer belly yeah that, right. that pokes out people sometimes can have strong abdominal muscles and still have a protruding abdomen because mm -hmm. there's a lot of fat underneath mm -hmm. their abdominal wall and i've yeah. seen this as a surgeon sometimes when we cut into people's abdomen there's just a bunch of fat in there and that's the stuff that affects your metabolic, metabolic health, health not what's under your skin yes right? yes yeah, yeah really cool yeah so definitely abs are not an indicator of health um, they, when we look at health, we're really looking at that visceral fat. Mm -hmm. You know, abs are just a derived from a caloric deficit. Yeah. And you can get there in a very unhealthy way. Yeah. And um, so, so you can, I mean, one can almost eyeball a person and guess what their visceral fat will be. But I bet you've probably had instances where it didn't turn out the way you might think looking at a person. That is so true. I had a guy come in. He was a center for the University of Hawaii. And um, he'd lost, he'd gotten down to like, I think single digit body fat on a DEXA. Um, but his visceral fat was incredibly high. He said, wow. I... He said, I, there's literally nothing more I can do to my diet to clean it up. So when you look at the, the ethnicity and, you know, just the risk factors of he was a Hawaiian guy, they carry more. So genetics yeah. play a part in that as well. For sure. But because he had lost a ton of weight because he would play football forever and he knew that that wasn't healthy carrying that around. So he um, did everything he could. So genetics play a part age plays a part um and um it, you know if I, I tell my younger clients if it's fix it now while you can because yes. it becomes more difficult that's right as you get older yeah so most of um most of my patients are you know in my age group sort of 45 to 65 mm -hmm. And that is really important to start when whatever age you are to start now. For right? sure, for sure. Because, uh, you know, we see a direct correlation between visceral body fat and diabetes, even yeah. insulin resistance that comes before diabetes, sure. and of course heart disease, bunch of cancers, even Alzheimer's disease, everything down the road. So so in this gentleman's case, he did everything he humanly could. So sometimes it's genetics and it is. talking about medications and other things. But yeah. for most people, it's diet and exercise. It is. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, so interesting. So how did my turn out? So we shoot for a, an amount less than a pound. Okay. Obviously, you have a pound. Yeah. So it's a non-essential fat, so you don't need it. Whereas you do need subcutaneous fat. Right. 
uh, visceral is a non-essential. Sometimes we've seen you know, lowering or eliminating sugar, alcohol, white flour, processed food, mm -hmm. um, those type of things. Lowered. I've seen people give up alcohol for six weeks and lower it to almost nothing. So um, it's according to what your focus is. Um, a little isn't bad. Uh, it's according to you know the, the people that we see with zero. I think a lot of it is genetics. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the other people have really deprived themselves. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, you can eat a healthy diet and not be starving and still lower your visceral body fat. It's all the For stuff sure. we always talk about. Higher protein, lower sugar, lower 100%. carbs, alcohol, and then exercise. It's sort of becoming repetitive, isn't it? That's not of all I ever talk about. But um, that is so interesting. And uh, just again to say this machine does give really important data points that the in-body that I have in my office, and I do love that I have it. I mean, I can't fit this in my office. Uh, it's probably also really expensive. So this is something you might do once a year, whereas mm -hmm. the in-body, uh, you know, people can because certainly do. Yeah, more and, and, and just identify your trends, just yeah. looking, looking at the trends. Yeah, so my goal would be to stay the course. Stay the course. Yeah. I think you're on Just a great keep course. Doing what I'm doing. It seems like you're able to enjoy your life without being too restrictive. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And um, I think that's really good information because as I get older, I'm 56, getting into our later two decades, it's going to be harder to stay the course. I mean, so we've got to have these habits now so that, you know, to keep that much muscle mass and to keep my visceral body fat low, got to have those habits in place now because it's really hard to pick up those habits when you're 70. They so getting die. them in place yeah. now is awesome. So the other amazing test that you offered was this VO2 max test, which is so interesting for anybody, but especially someone like me who's you know, training for athletic uh, events. So what is the VO2 measurement? So VO2 is really boils down to how optimally you're able to utilize your oxygen as fuel. How quickly are you able to turn that around and use it? Um, there's a lot of mathematical equations that go into it. However, that's the simplest form. So what we do, we put you on a treadmill. Mm, I'll um, show you some pictures. Um, we create a vacuum seal um, around your face and we're able to capture all the gas that you expel, um, your CO2. And the machine calculates that and tells us how that, how quickly you're able to utilize the oxygen that you are creating. Yeah, so it's not a very long test and it's shorter for some people. Yes, so, yes. Um, you I'm, just have to be in really, really I'm good shape. I'm very competitive, so I went really until I almost was going to fall off the machine. Yeah. But I'm really interesting because it only takes, you know, a few minutes, yeah. you know, maybe yeah. 15 minutes at the most. Um, and this is indicating what your aerobic fitness is, but also is associated with lots of metrics, including lifespan, which I think is really interesting. So do you um, only do this for athletes or what type of people come and do this? No, um, I have very few athletes that come to see us. It is people that just want to live a healthier, happier life, mm -hmm. um, that just really want more information about their bodies. Yeah. Um, I remember eight years ago when we opened, I really thought that we would cater to athletes and, you know, elite fitness level people. But um, those people seem to be in really good shape and have the discipline and have the tools where other people are looking for uh, the tools to just get more information about their bodies. So would you say no matter what your fitness, you can do this test, even if you 100%. are just walking and get to your max in 
three minutes, yeah. it's going to give you great data because you could. And think, you have a goal to, to yeah. increase over time. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so fascinating because if, you know, any of you who have any competitive vein whatsoever, just to compete with yourself, you could put your program into place, come back and do this again in a couple of months or yeah. whatever you recommend and see those numbers going up. For sure. Um, you know, what you're seeing is your body is actually getting healthier, which is so cool. Yeah, definitely. You know, what gets measured gets managed. Mm -hmm. And if we're, we wear watches, we have all these devices, but we don't know what it means and how to utilize them. Yeah. So I think that's where this data comes into play. So one of the, this gives lots of pieces of data, but one of them, people often talk about training in the green zone or, or other, similar colors. Uh, so this gives you that information amongst other things, right? So now I've got the heart rate zone, which is my green zone. Um, and that for me, it's 114 to 125, mm -hmm. right? So now I can use those numbers for my training plan. Yeah, and yeah. if you're wearing one of these watches mm -hmm. or whatever, you know exactly what it means. So when you go online and you do an online calculation of what your ranges are, it's going to put you in the same category. It puts every woman that is your, your age. same age. Yeah. Does it wait? Yeah. 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 It's right. going to put you in there. Whereas now you have personalized numbers for, for, for yourself. Yeah. Yes. Which is really cool. Cause yeah. I've actually never been a fan of training with a heart rate monitor because of that reason. It just mm -hmm. seems so vague and not specific to me. And so um, now I'm a convert. I've been told by a lot of people I should train with a heart rate monitor and now I'm going to use these numbers. <laughs> So really, really cool. I'm fascinated to do this. So I'm going to recommend that our patients do this testing, you know, annually or whatever you recommend, because it does give data for, I mean, the amount of oxygen that you're able to use is such an important piece of data. I mean, this is the air that we're breathing in how we it's use the it. life force. It really yes. is. And then the visceral fat thing is incredible. So, um, and you cannot get this. I'll even say in my office, I do everything, but I don't have this machine. So really easy thing to do. And you're really local to us here in in Houston. Right on um, Kirby and 59? Yeah, for, so for our offices, right in between our two offices, Tanglewood and the Museum District. So Wonderful. awesome. Well, thank you so much thank for you. entertaining us today. You. Yeah, we really enjoyed it. My pleasure. Well, I hope you enjoyed this video. I sure did have a good time doing that test. We'll put the information below of how to reach Composition ID here in Houston if you live here or you can search for somewhere similar where you live. If you like this video, don't forget to subscribe share it with your friends, and I can't wait to see you next week.